And we're going to do the review of Daf Test today, and then get to today's Daf, Daf Yud. We are learning Lili Nishmas Moshe David Ben, Naftali Yosef Halevi, and Karina Basvizev. We'll have a mind for Shalema for Ronya Basara, and whoever has me. And uh, yeah, Ala Kranke, yeah, and that's all. Amen. Amen. Okay. And with that, let's get started on to today's daf. And um, so what did we learn yesterday? We started at the mission at the bottom of the page, the quote at the bottom of the page, three lines from the bottom of daf ches Amin Beis yesterday. And um, we're really giving a little bit of background on the use of this word parhedrin. So we quote a halacha about uh, bakers, that they did not obligate the bakers uh, who are who were chaverim or makbid on all, you know, ha- uh, halacha, uh, when they're buying wheat from the Amayaretz, they only had to separate. In addition, was the trumas meiser and the chala, and they did not have to separate anything else. So the question is, why not anything else? So truma gedola makes sense. Why not? Because um, when they established the halachos of demai, that was in the time of Rav. Of Yochanan Kohen Gadol, who made the he established the Gzair of Demai. He basically did his research and went all over Eretz Yisrael to find out whether people are separating their tithes or not. And it turns out that everyone was separating Truma Gedola, but that's about it. They didn't feel the need to separate Truma's Meiser, Meiser Risham, Meiser Sheni. So. Um, therefore, I understand why Chumagdola were not making him do, because they, they did do. that. All, even the Amiaretz were makbid on that. Maiser Rishon, Maiser Ani makes sense also why we don't make the bakers separate that, because that falls under the category of Moitzi Mechaber El Varaya, the burden of proof is on one who wants to take away. Um, and uh, after all, the Levi can't, uh, can't prove that this, the tithes were not taken. And so, you know, Maybe most likely they weren't, whatever. But the point is, in order to be able to take from somebody else, you need proof. So that I understand as well. And uh, Maiser Shani, the question is, why not separate the Maiser Shani? And I'll bring it up to your Shlaim. It's not, in fact, even a monetary loss. It just means you'll spend the money there instead of over here. So what's the big deal? So the Gemara explains the reason why they were makel that on, on the bakers is because being that these parhedrin were beating on the bakers all 12 months, telling them, uh, 12 months while they're working, all 12 months telling them that lower your prices, lower your prices. So they said, you know what, they're being squeezed out enough as it is, we're going to go a little bit easy on them and not require that. So we see now the meaning of the word parahedrin is pursi, which is, you know, pakida melech, the appointee of the king, and that's the, and that's the explanation of the word. We got into um, some divrei agada um, in yesterday's daf. So Rabbi Barbachana said in Rabbi Yechanan, when the pasuk says Yiras Hashem Toisif Yamim Mushnas Rishon Tikzarna, so Yiras Hashem Toisif Yamim means that's the first base of Mikdash. They had length of days. Why? Because there was it stood for four hundred and ten years, and how many kanim gedolim in those four hundred ten years? Just eighteen kanim. That's it. So that's uh, more than twenty years per coin. Pretty, that's pretty good. What? 
So um, okay, and that's a and that's like a that's like a nice amount. I mean, a coin is usually older by the time he's appointed to his position. He's already established himself as, you know, chash of a yid. You know what I'm saying? So it's uh, very nice. So you have to be a man of means in order to be able to be the coin. Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol. To be a Kohen, you have to be born from a Kohen. Okay? To be a Kohen yeah, Gadol. No, I'm talking about the pragmatic. I mean, I didn't say that. But uh, I didn't say that now. But it is true that he's supposed to be rich. But, uh, but that's not a problem. There's ways that we can make him rich. Yeah, you can collect the hashes. You collect the money, we collect the money and give him uh, to be rich. But you're right, he has to be uh, to be looked at as a person that's mechubad. That's true. But anyway, but I didn't say that just that now. Was that somebody who gathered the ashes from the Mizbeah and became rich, like it was Panosa or something? Um, I think the school of one who was the Ketairis is to be rich. Oh, Ketairis? The Ketairis, yeah. Oh. And the we used to switch off anyway. Okay, and the Shnois Risham Tiktsan is talking about the Baisheni, because how many Karim Gdalim were there? More than three. It lived, it, the Baisheni was a grand total of 420 years, the whole time of the Baisheni. How many Karim Gdalim were there? Over 300. Now, over 300, but you have to realize that there were some Karim Gdalim that were there for very long. So you have Shimon Atzadik. That was 40 years. You have Yechren Kohen Gadol, that was 80 years. That's 120. 80 years? Yes, 80 years Kohen Gadol. How could that be? He was, I don't know, he lived, he had Darich Yamim. What do you mean, how could that be? I'm saying that he got that in the like 10, 20? No, maybe he got it at age 40. And he lived 120? Could be. Anyway. So, Yechren Khan Gadol, whatever. He was the one who did the Tamai thing, anyway. So then, so then one Kohen, except those two, was less than a year average. That's exactly right. Wow. That's exactly right. When you do the math, you take off the 120. And then there was another one who was 10 years. Either it was Rabbi Shmuel ben Babi, or it was um, Elazar, uh, um, whatever, another Kohen also for 11 years. Anyway, bottom line is, when you take away the ones that we know were long... So you're looking at very, very short spans, not even a year for these, each of these kahanim, gedolim. So, because it was corruption, exactly. And, uh, that's the, and that's what it means, shnois rishayim tiktsarna. I do have another interesting thought, just to explain this pasuk, that if you noticed, we're contrasting not only um, the rishayim and the tzaddikim, we're also contrasting days versus years. I thought that was interesting. We said... With Taisif Yamim. Yiras Hashem Taisif Yamim. And Shnais Rishayim Tiktsarna. So I, maybe I heard this pshat. I saw it somewhere. Anyway, the bottom line is, is that uh, Tzadik, Yari uh, Shamayim, makes the best of every single day. So every day is significant. And it's Taisif Yamim. He adds days to his life. As opposed to the Rishayim, they, they don't measure their life in the days. Because oh, they don't do much in a day. They're not doing much accomplishment. So it's, it's, it goes by the years, you know, like, it's like, uh, uh-huh. you know, that's another, anyway, just an insight, not related okay. to the topic. Okay. All right. It brings us to the next thing. Rabbi Yechanan ben Tursa says, what is the reason why Shiloh, Mishkan Shiloh was destroyed? So he said that there was two sins. They had Gilead Arayas and they had Bizoyon Kodshim. 
and that was with Bnei Eli. As we know, Eli was ex- extremely old, and his sons weren't really doing the right thing. It says that his sons slept with the women. Um, Pesach or Moed, with the women who had come to the Mikdash, to the Mishkan, and they slept with them. And that was, uh, and it's true that Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachman said in Rabbi Yechonon that if you think that Benayeli did what it sounds like they did, they didn't do that. They were they were much more righteous than that. But it's a mistake. But what what happened? What they did do was tantamount to it because they weren't. They were keeping the women waiting that they couldn't go back home to their husbands. Um, because they weren't machshiv, the fact that they're bringing these bird offerings, it wasn't significant enough for them. It was beneath their dignity to deal with it, and therefore it, um, the women were busy waiting around trying to do the right thing. And they were, that, the separated time from their husbands was as if they, he was, they were sleeping with them. That was the idea. Next, we saw is that also another um, sin that they had was Bizayin Kachim, and that was before the burning of the Chalef, the Nara Kohen was, be- was not only begging, was demanding the meat for the you know, fresh meat, um, that the Kohenim should eat fresh meat, that it shouldn't be like uh, spoiled, we want it to be um, you know, right away as soon as, it, as soon as the animal slaughtered, and they didn't want to wait till the Chalef was burnt on the Mizbech, and that was, and that um, and he says, if you don't give it to me, I'll take it by force. And that's a bizarre kachim. They're not recognizing the, 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 the part that goes on the Mizbech as a priority. Anyway, and uh, that's the story. Mikdash Rishon was destroyed for three Averas, the three big Averas of Gilarash Vichastamim. Avodizara, we saw that uh, Menashe set up a uh, an idol in the Hechel, and that's the Apostle Katsar Matzah Mistarea, the covers is not big enough to cover the two. Um, Rabbi Yenison, uh says uh, that uh, that's what Mistarea is, may histarer olav shnei reyim ke'echad, it's like a contracted word. Um, and uh, he said, ma'asechot tzara kiskanes, it's too tight to fit in. And that's what uh, caused Rabbi Shmur Nachmeni he said that to our Rabbi Yenis, when we get to this Pasuk, he would cry, because we know that our Rabbi Shalom is never bound by space. And it says, we say about the Rabbi Shalom, God puts uh, the entire seas into a nade, which is a small container. Um, to him, the, 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 there's no boundaries like that. And still, um, and for him, it's Masih how can that be? Next, we saw Gilu Arayas, because uh, we have the whole description of the Binosion that they were um, specifically trying to attract as, as much attention to themselves in the way they walked, in their mannerisms, in their uh, who they went with, you know, so that a tall person next to a short person, they would they would take very small steps, and they put um, um, they put perfume in their shoes so that they would kick it to when they passed by the boys so that it would arouse their Yetzirah and uh, that was uh, so that's the description of Gilead Arayas and then Shvich Zdamim because uh, Menashe he killed much, much innocent blood till he filled Yerushalayim Pelepeh so there we had all those sins of the, high, the major three sins that being said by Bayashani, that when it was destroyed, it didn't have any of those sins. And in fact, it, their people were extremely righteous and meticulous in the observance of the mitzvahs. 
Um, so what was the reason why it was destroyed? Um, it was only because of Sinas Chinam, which shows you that how important Sinas Chinam is, baseless hatred, um, and uh, it's equivalent to the three large affairs of Avarizar, Gilares, and Shvichas Tamim. Um, and uh, the Gemara goes on to say that, uh, um, wait a second, Migdash Rishon didn't have Sinas Chinam. We have description of, uh, uh, of, of the people who would be, you know, you know, slashing each other with the swords of their tongue. So the Gemara says, that's true, but that's the Nesim. The Nesim were not the most, uh, you know, they had hatred to each other, the leaders, the leadership, but uh, the regular people, the regular folk were very righteous. And that, uh, and uh, in terms of, not righteous, they were involved in bad bad behavior, but as far as the basics of uh, of getting along one with another, and caring and not having baseless hatred that they that they did have, and that's what he said that uh, that uh, the, the, the there was major milus of the first base of Migdash over the second. The, the people who lived during the first base of Migdash, it said what their they were at least open with their sins, and therefore their end was open. Also, it was seventy years, and that's the whole exile. Supposed to the second base of Migdash when it was destroyed, they didn't they hid their sins. It was hidden inside their hearts. They look, uh, on the surface, they seemed to be, you know, model people, and on the inside, they had a hatred, a baseless hatred to to one another, and that's the story. We saw a description. Rabbi Yechonon said that the fingernail of the earlier generations was greater than the belly of the latter generation. So Rishlakish begged to differ. He said, "What are you talking about? The later generations are much better." Because they, they, uh, they, even though they have, they, they're subjugated by other, by foreign kingdoms, they still involve themselves in Torah study. Look how given over to Torah study they are. So he says, so Rabbi Yochanan responded, why don't you look at the base of Migdash and you'll see. Where did the base of Migdash come back? It never came back to the, to the, to the people from the Baisheni, but it did come back to Bayes uh, Rishon that was rebuilt. Um, and that's the story also of uh, the Ezra Belazar, which was who is greater, the early generations or later. And he said, look at the base of Migdash as a proof. Um, and that's the idea. Next thing we saw, Rish Lakish was bathing in the Yardin, and Rabbi Brachana came and helped him out. And Rish Lakish told them, by the way, God hates you guys, you Babylonians, you, because uh, if you would have only come up with Ezra, then we would have had a, more, a much better existence in Eretz Yisrael. And that's what he quoted the Pasuk of Chomai. If we would have gone up all together, then that would have been more impressive. Otherwise, um, it, um, right. And that's the story. Um, so uh, we went, we, instead we went up like doors, and we didn't have the same level of the Divine Presence. And uh, we only had like a, 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 like a, a miniature. We lost the idea of of real Shechina, we don't have the Nevi'im. Once the last of the Nevi'im died, Chagis Malachi, we lost Ruch HaKodesh, and all we had was a Paschal. Um, so Rish Lakish, the Gemara was bothered by the story. How could it be Rish Lakish and Rambam Rachana? They never would have interacted like that. Um, Rish Lakish was very careful on whom he would interact, and there's there, you know, huge disparity between their levels. So he wouldn't even talk to Rebbe Lazar. So Kol Chomer, who was the leader of all Eretz Yisrael, so, um, 
So, it, it may, so the Republic gave an answer that you have to really put an, an, another individual in between the two. So either Rish Lakish is in the story and it was him and Ziiri who came from Bavel, or it was Rabbi Barbar Khan in the story and it was him and Rabbi Lazar and they had the conversation. But that was the other answer and that it seems is... seems a negative about him. Why, what's the, uh, the eight of the stage of a trustworthy person? You're saying something negative about somebody. I don't see the problem. Um... Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. The, the Gmar is saying it. I have no idea. Um, the Gmar is making a Kabbalah Chomik from Rebbe Lazar. Oh, that's what he's saying. If, you, if, you're, if you're telling him uh, Musser, then...